Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ivar's Long Box, the show where we read and discuss all the appearances of Ivar the Time Walker in the original Valiant universe. We also read the other Valiant books he didn't appear in, but that doesn't matter right now because we're 16 episodes in and we finally get to talk about our namesake. Tonight, Archer and Armstrong number 11. Does this book still hold up? Stay tuned. I'm Josh. I'm F7. And I'm Paul. Just Paul. Just Paul. You don't sound robotic enough to be F7. Uh, <laughs> I dot am dot F dot uh, You said the if dot you talk that way heavy. the whole podcast, that'd be like making a lot of Billy Joel jokes. You dot can <laughs> dot make dot Billy dot jokes. Seriously, though, um, this is a good issue. I really, really enjoyed it. In fact, I would probably go as far as to say that this might be my favorite issue of the what are we done now? Fifteen episodes. This will be. 16? This is our sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah. So out of the sixteen books that we've read so far, this might be my favorite. I'd agree with that. I think this is my favorite that we've read so far. I would also want. <laughs> you know, it's always <laughs> good when people on podcasts argue, but we're not going to do that right now because this is the best comic we've read so far. When we get to the end, I'll still say it doesn't hold up just to cause controversy. Just because you're a douche. <laughs> no, uh, like it was, it was really good. I was, I was a little confused in the beginning. Um, I haven't gone back and reread. Well, number ten does lead into this. Okay, so, so yeah, it's, that's, it's a that's what I figured. That's what yeah. I figured. Um, I haven't reread Archer and Armstrong. I, I've been planning on it, but I didn't get very far. I got like to three, four, or five, I think. Um, so coming in, I was like, well, you know, what's going on? Why is Ivar uh, on trial? Who are all these people? Um, and it wasn't really clear at first. Um, there's there's a couple things that get filled in. It, you know, I guess maybe Armstrong did something with his magical satchel and all these people wound up in Stonehenge. He did do something with his magic satchel. Okay. I mean, I, I got that eventually. Yeah. Um, but I was I was pretty confused. Probably the first half of this issue, um, or maybe like a third. Yeah. yeah. This issue definitely builds directly off of the one before it. So you know, looking at it that way of just a randomly picking up an issue, it definitely like you knew you were in the middle of the story. This issue did a good job of throughout the issue, still letting you know what was going on and catching you up. So if you were you know back in the '90s and this was the first comic you grabbed. I don't think that you would have been like, I don't get this. I'm not going to read it anymore. I think that you'd still get it. And, you know, if you liked it, you would like the comic. Yeah. So let me speak to that. Um, uh, uh, we've had somebody, I can't remember who, but somebody requested that we try to, uh, especially you and me, Martin, try to talk about the first time we read these books. Yes. When we were younger. Yes. And uh, this is the first Archer and Armstrong book I read when I was a kid. No kidding. Yep. Uh, and I thought it was boring when I was a kid <laughs> because 10-year-old me was an idiot. <laughs> I, I, yeah, this, this definitely when I want to feel a kid. There's, there's no exciting. Yeah, there's, there was no action. You know, there, I guess uh, I didn't really know what was going on. Solar showed up, and that was cool. Uh, but, it, you know, I was 10. Uh, now, though, th this is like, I don't know the 25th time I've read this book. It's so good. It's so good. Even even Ivar wearing a yellow Armani suit. It's so good. Yeah, I was okay with that. And you know, 
I had, we know uh, how you feel about yellow. Yeah, I mean, I hate yellow, but uh, I didn't mind it at all. It was, yeah. it was, it was cool. He That's was, okay. Uh, he, he, he gets it burned off in his next appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spoil it. Oh. Um, no, yeah, it, it was, it was cool. Um, I like that Jimi Hendrix was in here. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Uh, yeah. It shows how the Valiant timeline is different from the regular timeline because Jimi Hendrix was not alive that. <laughs> you went back in time. I remember when, I remember when I was doing the timeline and I came across that. And I was like, "Oh man, what do I do?" And then I realized it's a different universe. Relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was cool. And actually, I was such a dumbass. I didn't even catch it. The uh, the first panel he showed up in, I didn't catch it till the end. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Where'd Jimi Hendrix come from? And uh, so I, I went back and reread it. Um, so that was that was nice. Um, I, I, I agree with your point about reading this when you were younger um, and reading it now. I, I vaguely, vaguely ever remember reading this. Um, so that tells me that it didn't really stand out for me growing up. But, yeah, I mean, as an adult, this is a cool story. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, like, really cool sci-fi concepts that are discussed. There's a freaking mummy. Um, mummies are cool. There's Ivar. The there's time Ivar. There's time who's travel. My favorite Valiant character. There's robots, and there's Jimi Hendrix. I mean, come on. I think if I were to ever pick a random Archer and Ar- Armstrong story to read, it would be ten and eleven, hmm. like every time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it was cool, and it was, it was um, the the pacing of the story was interesting as well, because in, in like the first couple of pages are just kind of like, uh, you know, setting things up, I guess, recapping. Um, and there's a little bit of humor in the first half of the book, but once Solar comes in, um, it it seems like the story changes quite a bit. Um, it gets a lot more serious, and Solar's a buzzkill. He's such a buzzkill. <laughs> um, but like even Armstrong. You see a very tender side of Armstrong, uh, especially yeah. when he has that moment with Ivar towards the end, um, which which I really enjoy. And we haven't seen that now, right? Um, I think the current arc of Ivar is the first time we're seeing the brothers together. Yeah. Other than you know when the boom blew up, um, but you know that that didn't count, right? There was no relationship building there. And, you, uh, what about the far away? Yeah, but even though in the far away, there was so much going on that there was no time for them to, you know, handle their relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was no real development with their relationship. Which I also find weird that they haven't really said anything about that in the current arc. Because, um, I mean, Ivar was disappeared, right, for forever. He was in the far away. Anyway, that's a, that's a different universe, so we're, we won't discuss that now. But, uh, yeah, no, this is cool. I uh, I enjoyed it. And F seven, um, the little robot guy, he was he was cool. I love at the end when uh, you know, he says he follows Ivar and he mimics him. I loved that. <laughs> like yeah, I'm gonna be like him. They won't notice that I'm <laughs> doing something I'm not supposed to. I remember the first time I read this issue and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it was an hour ago. <laughs> It was like three. 
Uh, that's funny. F7 um, is cool until Magnus number 33. Oh. <laughs> um, which is where we see what happens when they jump in, which is really cool that they did that. That is, you know, that's one thing that's really cool about Valiant is they, you know, VH1, the current Valiant, when they make these threads, they don't forget they're there. They go back to things that you wouldn't even uh, expect them to. I mean, stuff, there will be stuff that you'll read and no matter how avid of a fan you are, you forgot about it and they pulled it back out. You're like, that's amazing. They did this back then. I forgot all about it. One of the things I tried to do with the Valiant timeline that I wrote is you can follow Ivar's story. So if you find a random entry that has Ivar, it says where he appeared from and where he was going after that moment. That's okay. awesome. And and what is cool is that you can follow – there's there's two you know, cohesive timelines where you can follow what he does from, from issue to issue, uh, just bouncing around. Huh, I hadn't caught that. Yeah. I need to look, go back and pull it up. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what about the art? How'd you guys like the art? It's Barry Windsor Smith. <laughs> He's the oh. only guy who knows how to draw Solar's visor correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the art was great. This is a good example of uh, of art from this era of Valiant that has a unique feel to it. Um, you know, this this art's very different than nowadays. Uh, you know, if, if you think about, like, what appeals to fans, it's very different, but you could look at this and kind of recognize it across different titles and different issues, just, like, randomly coming across stuff and appreciate what, what's good about it. Whereas, you know, some of the art that's just kind of whatever, you look at it, it just doesn't stand out to you. I think Barry Windsor Smith's art always does. I know one of the complaints of Barry Windsor Smith is that all his faces look the same, but you know, his strengths are that people look like people. You know, those they're real body types, and right. and mm-hmm. you don't have this muscly or boob-filled characters. I mean, they're just they're people, and that really grounds it because this is just a story about you know some dudes and some. Dudettes who are lost in time. <laughs> I just you just dudettes in a sentence like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going back to the nineties, man. Yeah. Now, to make a <laughs> point on the art, though, like I mean, I, I don't think anyone really needs to say anything about his art, but uh, I saw a recolored um, couple of pages of his. I, I think it was Conan. Did he did he do Conan or was it something else? He did do Conan. Okay, yeah, it absolutely. Was Conan. Um, he yeah, had a he couple pages from there, and they recolored. So it was from the seventies. Yeah, they recolored it with like two thousand, late two thousands coloring techniques, and I mean the art looked like it was just done. Yeah, um, like that's how timeless his stuff is. Oh and yeah, that, I think that's why so many people are really drawn to whatever books he did. Uh, that, for that that Conan run that he did is absolutely amazing. The 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 detail and and what's really cool is when it starts off he's he's drawing you know in the marvel house style and at each issue progresses in conan you see more and more of you know barry windsor smith sneaking in uh i cannot recommend that enough that is a great run hmm. i haven't read it but i've seen some some images it looks cool yeah yeah it's nice 
Um, anything that stood out in this issue, either good or bad, like one thing? Some of the art really stood out to me as being, you know, like you talked about the recolored uh, and how it looks like it could be done today. Yeah. Some of these panels flipping back and forth through this are just really good, especially some of the ones with the the mummy guy. Yeah. Uh, there's the one, there's the panel where he's holding up the car, but the one below it, uh, right in the middle where he's looking up says, and I am totally wigged out. <laughs> it's just such a good, and the one to the left of it actually also where there's the all the fire in the background, like those are both fantastic panels you know there you can look through and be like oh this is all good but certain panels stand out and, and you know really I, you know, I feel like nowadays the the potential for higher quality art is so much bigger because there's so many tools to make it easier for the artists um so you know looking through an older book like this and seeing even panels that can can measure up to uh the quality of today considering you know they still had you know similar if not steeper time restraints back then uh, it's just it's impressive. Like his is really impressive. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you there. I think this this was actually one of my favorite pages. Um, number one because of the mummy dude. Uh, I, I love mummies. If you couldn't tell by now, since I keep talking about this mummy guy, <laughs> who only shows up in like two pages. Um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, the, his dialogue's funny, right? Like he's over, like throwing cars around and blowing crap up. And, you know, saying how powerful he is. And he's like, and I'm totally wigged out. And that that's just like such a 90s phrase. <laughs> uh, and so it was it was cool to hear it because that's, that's not something you hear anymore, right? Um, and sometimes dialogue does come off as being dated. And, you know, somebody was like, I'm wigged out. They might not know. Like, I'm sure kids don't know what wigging out is. Um, but it, it, it was a nice, you know, take back for me. But I mean, there's there's so much great stuff in here, though. This is it was a very cool issue, um, and even the science fiction aspects are great. I love that the temporary resolution was just sort of disappear now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm surprised though, because we, I think everybody had an issue with that. Um, the last book we read, the Solar Book, um, when kind of. You know, the destroyer pops out and they're like, let's just go home. It was kind of the same resolution here, but it didn't feel like the same kind of resolution. Does that make sense? Um, it, it, it seemed like a cheap out, but it works here. Yeah, I see. I think in the other one with the destroyer it was a cheap out because he just, solar was passive, just like whatever, you know. If you want to leave, go ahead and leave. Do your thing. I don't care, you know. And this one, like, it, it's clear this wasn't a permanent resolution because he makes him disappear. But then he goes to find Archer and Armstrong to be like, you got to go find this guy and take care of this now. Right, yeah. So, you know, it was a temporary fix, but it wasn't a permanent resolution. And there were no flat tops. <laughs> but Armstrong's <laughs> pants, dude. Those are hot. Armstrong's pants don't fit in any time period. <laughs> Those are just nasty. <laughs> they're like that's mus- just they're I'm like fat and pants. I don't give a damn. No, they're like musketeer pants. Josh, <clears throat> final words? Um, yeah, b- buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess uh we're gonna say it holds up then go to your comic shop and buy it now go to your comic (laughs) shop look in the 50 cent bins yeah 
past all the stuff done by Rob Liefeld. You won't you won't miss this comic because its, co- it's cover is really bright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look for something that looks like it should be printed on velvet. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. Let's. Uh, what's the next book, Josh? Oh, sure. Uh, the random.org thing tells us we're going to read Troublemakers number 11 next. That's good, because I've never read Troublemakers. Another I... number 11. <laughs> Two number 11s in a row. Mm. <laughs> Should play that in the lottery. <laughs> Josh! Yes! Hit it! Where can people find you? You, you can find me on... On the Twitter uh, at I Want Valiant or another podcast that I do called Valiant Effort. Are you, We're almost done with Armor Hunters. Are you releasing an episode this weekend? I wish. No. Oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> in, in, in really depressing news, um, a guy at, threw himself and his baby off a bridge, and so oh. Nick has to cover that because wow. that's what happens when the news hits. You just you can't do anything, so yeah. uh, he's he's taking f- uh, video of a bridge, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just photographing a bridge. Huh. Interesting. That was really depressing. Edit that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll have a new episode the week after. <laughs> okay, I'll edit it out. Yeah. More than likely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul and I will be at the Valiant Central Podcast, where we usually every Friday publish an episode. We'll see if we have one tomorrow. There's not much going on. Um, And now I've got a new podcast, Comically, so you can check that out. Um, Hey, where can you find that? Well, you know, I'm glad you asked. If you go to the www.nerdylegion.com. You will find that there. Yeah, I think you came up with it, didn't you? Uh, Whoever came up with it deserves a pat (laughs) on the back. You can find this show there. You can find Valiant Central Podcast there. You can find Valiant Effort there. And the new show, Comically. Um, And more new shows coming. More new shows coming. Josh is working on one. And I'm planning out another one, too. So, should be fun. Make sure you check it out. Um, Yeah. Lots, lots more coming there. And then we're on Twitter. I'm, uh, I guess I'll start using my new one. I'm at Geekvine. Um, you can still find me at Valiant underscore Central. But uh, at Geekvine is where I'm, I'm doing most of my Twitterings. And Paul? And when they use at Geekvine, they could type a longer message to you because there's less wasted characters. This is true. I'm at Who's Paul, which is even more economical. <laughs> uh, it's actually equally as economical as Geekvine. <laughs> Um, I want Valiant is is just once again a waste of characters. You should have seen what it used to be. <laughs> but he wants Valiant. Oh man, some people have Twitter handles that hardly let you write them a message. <laughs> uh, I think that's gonna be it for this week. If you want to email us, you can also do that. Ivarslongbox at gmail.com. And until the next time, read more comics. <laughs>